Discipleship on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Discipleship on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 11, and we are going to be talking about having a mind to work. And I got this idea from a youth retreat that I did a few years ago where I studied Nehemiah. And in Nehemiah 4, 6, uh, he's talking about how they built this wall and it was accomplished because the people had a mind to work. And so, <clears throat> you know, I think in our culture, um, there isn't a, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, there isn't really this overall, like people having a mind to work. Sometimes I feel like we live in a in an age where the culture is more, in, you know, entitlement where they feel like they, um, you know, want to get things for free. Um, they're not really wanting to work towards something. They're actually wanting someone else to do the work. Uh, they would rather be entertained than actually be productive in a way that is a blessing for their neighbors. And uh, when we are trying to take or um, like just not give, you, it, we can't be a blessing to our neighbor. And the idea of work is that it, it should be or lead to being a blessing for those people in your life, whoever they may be from, you know, your parents, your siblings, your, your boss, your, your, your elders, um, your people in your church community, uh, your neighborhood, wherever. I mean, you get the point. So some verses that I want to share that hopefully will give um, some really good foundation for where I'm going. Um, is first is Ecclesiastes 9.10. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. And the other is Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And so, yeah, work is hard. Um, I want to start with Adam and Eve. Because oftentimes in our culture, I think people think that, you know, work is a result of the fall. And it's cursed. And it's not. You know, God has called humans to work. Adam and Eve worked in the garden before the fall. And the only thing that the fall did with our work was just make it harder. And oftentimes you'll find that if you are working hard, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. You know, where you're, where you're weak, um, just how you handle hard things, um, you know, your, just your mindset on whether you're going to lean in and press on or run away. Um, you know, oftentimes you, you know, you, you should know when you're actually, um, uh, shortcutting things or stealing, you know, and when I say stealing, like from your employer, um, or let's say wherever you're at, um, you know, your, your, our time is valuable and, you know, and so we should be, especially if you're with an employer, an employer, you know, your time on the clock, well, they're paying you to do work. And so, you know, if you're not working in a way that is productive and with integrity, then you're actually not working well and the Lord would not be pleased. And I learned this, I think, years ago. I, I want to say it's, you know, probably like 2007 or something. I had just gotten saved. The Lord interrupted my life and gave me a new heart. And I was just passionate about just you know, sharing the gospel with, with my installer. I was managing a floor, flooring store down a federal way. And so my main goal going to work was being able to share the gospel with the installers, 
with my reps, with my employees. Um, I really was not working uh, in a way that was a blessing towards my boss. And the blessing out of this was that my boss, who is my dad, challenged me and said, do you think that the Lord is happy with your work? And, and I came to think about it, and he, I don't think he was. And I learned, in that moment I did learn, you know, as I worked through it, that if I'm doing my work unto the Lord, um, not saying that it's going to be perfect, but if I'm really working unto the Lord and working to please Him, my boss should be happy. Whether my boss is a Christian or not, it, it doesn't matter in, for you in that sense. I mean, you're, you're, your boss could be the, the worst pagan you know. But if you are doing your work well, <clears throat> it should be a blessing to him, and they should totally see that. It should be evident um, to them. So um, on that sense, you know, work, work is a calling. Oftentimes you'll run into a lot of dualistic mindsets to where people separate, you know, uh, churchy things from secular things. And you know what? I, I don't know. I think God has, you know, God has called each one of us to certain things. And that may be a, a, a an elder. That may be um, like a school teacher um, at a Christian school or even a public school. And that could even be like at a flooring store, um, you know, or selling metal, whatever you're doing. Um, each of our jobs is a calling. And I think Jesus is Lord over all things. And so there are a lot of interests that he has, and that goes beyond church things. I mean, the church is important to him, don't get me wrong, but sometimes people just end there, and it actually goes, the dough spreads really out there, crazily out there. I mean, there's so many things that, that we're not even thinking about that he cares about that we can actually look to be making a difference and impact. Um, you know, wherever, wherever he has us. So um, we should be interested in the things that the Lord is interested in. And, and one of the first things that that should bring to your mind is, where does he have you? Like in your home, what, what is your role and your responsibilities? And are you doing those unto the Lord? Uh, where do you work? I mean, maybe you have a, uh, you're doing something outside of the home. It could be volunteer, it could be paid. Like, are you being faithful in your role and your responsibility? I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, you know, and, and one of the things that I feel like work has been, what I've learned about work is, you know, it's like, it's like God's economy. In the, in the, uh, in the economy of work, uh, it's all about relationships and treating your neighbors as you would want to be treated and just being, you know, treating them fairly, um, you know. And so oftentimes um, when, you know, when, we, when we're wanting to, you know, to take from this person, and, and well, let me give you some examples. So like, you know, for me, when I go shopping, I do not like to tell people, sharpen your pencil. I want the best deal. Um, I'm going to go shop, you know, a, a lot of other places. And, I, I, you know, whoever is the lowest is what I'm going to, who I'm going to buy from. Well, that's not a godly way of approaching um, buying any kind of merchandise. Because um, at the end of the day, there's a whole bunch of people that are involved. And um, you need to realize that, um, you know, everybody is, you know, when you're buying something, your, 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 your money is going towards blessing other people, whether that's with putting food on the table, maybe it's uh, medical bills, maybe it's, you know, saving up for, you know, maybe they want to take a family vacation that they're saving up for. And so when you, when you, the, in, in business, when you, I call it the, we need to be doing a win-win mindset, meaning when you're doing good business, everybody wins. 
uh, from the customer to um, the supplier uh, to the to the owner of the business. You know, everyone's going to get a profit, and that profit's going to be a blessing to the people in, in their lives. And so, when you are going into it where you want to win, but you want other people to lose, well, you're not being a blessing, and that is not the the way that God wants us to handle our affairs when it comes to purchasing or doing business. Um, we need to be making sure that it is a win-win type of deal. And if it's not, um, then you really need to ask yourself why. And so, um, and then getting more into the work, you know, oftentimes, um, like, you know, like it comes to like schoolwork or, you know, it could be, who knows what you're doing. There's whole, all kinds of challenging things. I don't really like the idea of I'm going to try. Well, no, I mean, like if you are, if you're holding a pen and you say, I'm going to, I'm going to try to drop it. Well, it, it makes sense that you're either going to, to drop it or you're not, but there's no trying. What, what does that mean? I mean, I can understand, um, somebody wanting to say, you know what, uh, this next month I want to try to, to do, to, to, to like, let's say I want to try to get on the treadmill and run for, for 15 days. Okay. That that's, I understand that. But at the end of the day, though, if you really want it, just do it. Um, you know, you can try to, um, <clears throat> you know, do 200 push-ups straight through, you know, without coming to the point to where you can't do them. Yeah, you may fail, but still, and you can try. But either way, you're 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 giving it. You're having to do attempt something, and so like oftentimes when people say, "I will try." Um, that's just a, a way of saying that you're really not going to give much effort. And when it comes to our work, you know, we could be doing a, a, a kindergarten phonogram. I probably said that wrong, but that's fine. Um, you could be doing like a, a senior math test. Um, you could be, uh, you know, um, um, basically bending metal. You could be uh, trying to diagram a, a flooring layout for, for carpet, whatever it is. And you know what? Give your best. That's the call. You know, in Colossians, and it says, whatever you do, do heartily. Like, or and even in Ecclesiastes, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Like, give all of you, all of your heart and all of your strength to whatever you're doing. That will honor the Lord. And then, we, but you need to remember that just because you're giving your best doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go like the way you want it to go. I mean, oftentimes we'll give our best and fail. And so that's fine. Like, I am always encouraging my daughters in their school work. You know what? I don't care about you getting straight A's. In fact, they could get straight F's. And as long as they gave their best and gave all of themselves to the work, um, I would be happy with that. Um, and even in that, I mean, you know, it's not like a checkbox. I mean, check your heart. But we, we should always be learning and growing. And, and seeking to understand, seeking to get wisdom and insight and applying that and getting stronger in terms of what we think and how we do our work. I mean, Proverbs goes into a, a lot of that. I mean, we live in a, a culture where um, it's a cause and effect, you know, sow, reap. And so if you're really giving your best and you're learning and you're wanting to get better and, okay, so you don't understand how this sentence structure breaks down, well, learn it. You don't understand how this argument flows for logic, like, yeah, you gotta learn it. You know, always be learning and trying to get better at it. And eventually, you're probably going to have a great harvest. But <clears throat> sometimes getting to the results that you want is going to require a lot of sowing, cultivating, just, you know, work 
Are you willing to do the work to get to that level that you want to get to? I mean, that's what I would ask you. And so don't, don't say you're going to try. Most, most times when people say that, that means that they're not really interested in giving their best. You know, they're, they're going to basically try to do it in a way to where man is pleased. But the call is for us to do our work unto the Lord, not to men. We, on one level, we should not care about what men think. But on one level, we should. But ultimately, the person that we should care about when it comes to our work, our heart in that work, and just how we are going about it is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he's Lord over it all. And whatever you're doing, he's called you to that. It could be a, a sink full of dishes. It could be changing a dirty diaper. It could be going and doing a delivery. I mean, whatever it is. And, and, and so, and even in those times when you don't do it well, well, learn. Figure out how to, you know, to grow and being a more of a productive person with your, you know, increase your capacity to do better work. And so oftentimes, yeah, sometimes you need to humble yourself and ask for help, you know, so, but, you know, ultimately don't focus on the results because the Lord is who's going to give those. What I would say is focus on, are you giving all that you have to whatever you're doing and are you doing it unto the Lord? And then also just think about your mindset. You know, I love Mondays. Mondays is my second favorite day. I love to work. Going to work is fun. I, I like to go and, and to work and, and to be a blessing to, to, to the people in, that I work with and also for the customers that we're doing the work for. Um, because ultimately that, is, that should be our goal is to, is to be a blessing to, those, to whoever we're working with and the people we're working for. You know, and so oftentimes you can hear people say, you know, I just can't wait for the weekend. Well, that's not, that's not a good mindset. I mean, we don't, yeah, you're working for the wrong thing. If you're working for the weekend or for vacation or for money, whatever it is, take, take your ex. What is it that you want? Well, you're just working to take. And so what does it look for you to switch that and work to give? And, and, and how does that giving expand outside of work, like in your home, in your church? I mean, oftentimes, you know, are we, are we working in a way to where we could actually be, be giving and being generous with the things that we have that God has given us? You know, because if we're working to just make sure that we have this castle and all these toys and, you know, and we want everyone to look at us and just, you know, get jealous, that's, yeah, that's the wrong type of thing. You know, you, you, I don't know if you've ever heard, you know, do what you love, love what you do. That is just a bunch of garbage. Put that on the curb. Waste management's coming on Tuesday. I'm going to tell you, I don't care what you're doing. Love it. Love it because Jesus has called you to do it. And now granted, oftentimes, maybe you're in a job or you're in a role that is beyond your skills and abilities, and it's, it's hard. I, I, I get that. If it is, find something um, to do that you can do well. And so if you're, if you're, in, uh, you know, if you're in the wrong <coughs> role, you know, maybe look for finding yourself a role. But either way, if you're in that role, you know, do your best. You know, be asking. Maybe, maybe that's where God wants you to depend on Him for wisdom and help and to, to get better at that role. You know, because oftentimes people, if they don't love what they do, they want to run from it. Well, no, actually, let's lean in and press on and get after it. That's what I'm talking about. So I don't know how your work is going in terms of all of your work. You know, from, you know, uh, let's just say marriage, parenting, school, uh, church, community. I mean, it just goes on and on. How can you strengthen yourself to have a mind to work? And where do you need to grow? 
you know, so I'd encourage you to get some accountability and to find ways to actually to learn and grow and get better for the sake of blessing other people. But your work matters. Jesus has called you to it. So whatever you're doing, whatever you're putting your hands to, do with all your might. So until next time, be godly and growing.